0: Um, this is, uh, not ASMR Quest again. Uh, this is Who Are You Again? Because I'm still recovering from my concussion. So, uh, enjoy. Who Are You? You're listening to Who Are You? The podcast where we interview people you've never heard of. I'm John Tyler. And I'm Ian Fox. And, uh, Ian,
1: there's a third person here with us today. Um, who are you? Hi, uh, I'm Jonathan, uh, and I wear glasses.
2: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh my we are starting off with the real wow. shells. Now I do, before we get into the, this podcast, I do want to bring up, um, something that I just noticed. Yeah. So John, you recorded a, well, when you were doing your little intro there, um, mm-hmm. You had both the sort of prelude piece where you explained that we were not ASMR Quest, and then you did the introduction in <laughs> two totally different styles. Um, now, my impression is when most people do that, when you see that in most podcasts, what happens is they start the podcast normally, then they record a little explainer separately and, and edit that in, in post. <laughs> but I like that you're sort of being efficient about this. You're just, it's
1: all in yeah, one I... take, John.
0: You
2: know, so
0: there, well,
2: that's one way of looking
0: at it. The other way of looking at it is when we do actually do ASMR Quest, so it doesn't really apply to this, um, but when we are actually recording ASMR Quest, rather than saying the same thing every time, I could just have, like, recorded that once and just put it in, but no, (laughs) I, like, I like to, uh, you know, create more original content for our listeners every episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to just be rehashing the same exact intro.
2: I like to record it fresh, make it feel new and exciting. Well, here's the thing: we've now got you know hundred episodes or something, so you can go back, choose the best one, uh, and then like retroactively edit all of ours for like the box set. (laughs) (laughs) Release our DVD box set. Um, Okay, yeah,
0: that's cool. It's a DVD
2: box set.
1: So with, like the, with this new podcast, how much of it is going to be whispered? That's what I'd like to know.
0: Oh, this is uh, this is. There's no whispering in this podcast. So there's,
1: there's no ASMR at all. Is ASMR quest done or is it just on hold?
0: The uh, ASMR quest is on hiatus uh, until I'm over my concussion and can spend a lot of time looking at screens again. Okay. Uh, which you know, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting close.
1: Actually, Turns yeah. Turns out recovery is very
0: slow, though. Mm-hmm. Um. I, uh, you know, I keep thinking like, oh, I'm almost done. Just one more week, and then it's it's not one more week. It's it's a little bit longer, because um, I am like, gra- you know, continuing to get better, and it's really not bad at this point. It's it, it feels like it's almost done, but it's felt like it's almost done for a while. So,
2: well, John, John, I don't want to sort of, you know, dig into your your medical situation here because I understand that people can be quite sensitive about that. Are you still um, doing that sort of? That sort of physical activity you were talking to me about a little while ago, where you're, like, trying to break all those cinder blocks with your head?
0: <laughs> um, so, I, I was advised by my doctor not to, or to, like, sort of cease uh, any sort of intense physical activity until I'm fully recovered. Like, I haven't been going to the gym, I haven't really been, um, you know, playing any sort of sports or getting any, doing any sort of, like, really intense physical activity um, but I, I don't really see breaking the cinder blocks as a, um, as, as physical activity. I tend to think of that more as sort of, um, you know, working on my, my mental fortitude. Your mental, it's a puzzle. It's, like it's a, a, very puzzle. Physical science, you're, you're it's, a it's a puzzle fortitude. that you solve by slamming your head really hard into the cinder block blocks. Um, and you know, I, I know like I shouldn't really be thinking that hard about either like puzzles maybe aren't the best thing. Um, but you know, my doctor didn't say I couldn't do puzzles, so I, I've been, I've still been working on that puzzle, still no. figuring it out.
2: Now, Another question to ask you, and just continue to ignore our guests. I like
0: that this has become a podcast where we're interviewing me instead of our guests. Well, I think we should keep this up.
2: If we got John, and episodes John, who we could just interview
1: Well, I haven't had any concussions, so this is way more interesting than whatever <laughs> I have to offer. <proper. laughs>
2: Now, when you so so one of the things about recovering from concussions, right, is you're you're not supposed to sort of strain yourself physically, or I think interestingly, mentally, right? <laughs>
0: no, you're you're not.
2: So, if you like put in a bad day at the office or something, and your boss is complaining about the quality <laughs> of your
1: work, <laughs> you just say like, "Well, hey, you know, I can't, I can't think." Well, oh, but you're also <laughs> not allowed to sleep after you have a concussion, right? That's true. It's I, 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 that wasn't really uh,
0: the thing. Uh, I, I mean, I I didn't actually go see the doctor until, like, several days afterwards, so I was not told to avoid sleep. Um, uh, As as to Ian's question, though, um, I've never just quite, I've never been like, oh, uh, this is really shitty, sorry, got a concussion. But I definitely have, like, pretty much every week in my one-on-one with my manager since getting the concussion, I've been like, yeah, uh, productivity wasn't great this week because of the concussion. (laughs) 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 I mean, it is true. (laughs) But, um, you know, it gets a little better every week, but it, it, I, you know, my productivity has not been the
2: best. Mm-hmm. Now, have you found, John, and it's just something, this is a little research project I've been running. Um, yeah. have you found that you have an increased desire to kneel during the national anthem? <laughs> Uh, You know, I haven't heard the national anthem
0: since uh, getting my concussion, Um, so it's it's hard to say for sure. Okay, Um, you know, I suppose maybe maybe I've been uh, subconsciously avoiding the
2: national anthem. Possibly, possibly. I'm just I'm just wondering if this might be like one of the symptoms that that maybe people didn't know about. Very typical
1: system, (laughs) system symptom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this has been concussion. This has been another episode of Concussion Corner.
1: That's been very informative. I like it. Mm
2: -hmm. But, Jonathan, it's time for you to inform us and the listeners about (laughs) yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I did my research this morning. I listened to you guys first. They're the the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. And I actually Mm -hmm. have some things I want to kind of say before this episode is over about that episode. Namely, you guys had some very nasty things to say about Diet Coke, (laughs) and I'm not happy about it. Okay, so... Oh, my! <laughs> so, okay, objectively, Coca-Cola is disgusting, right? It's, like, just full of sugar, and I I can't understand why anyone would like it. It's, it's like, the first food I ever, like, ate and thought, like, oh, this is, this is just too sugary. This is too sweet. I don't like this. You know when you're a kid, like, all sweet foods taste amazing, and you feel like you could just eat them forever. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like Diet Coke is... Or, sorry, Regular Coke is the first... Food I ever thought, like, wow, that's just, that's just wrong. That shouldn't exist.
2: So you've thought you know? this about Coke since the first time you had it, even when you were a kid.
1: No, no. When I was a kid, I would drink it, but I was, I liked Diet Coke better. Now, I will almost never drink regular Coke. I mean, I'm not super picky, but if I ever have the choice, like, I would always pick Diet Coke over regular Coke, and a Diet Coke over Coke Zero, or they But Coke Zero isn't as offensive as regular Coke.
0: Now, why would you pick Diet Coke over Coke Zero?
1: So, the whole point, right? So, you guys are saying the whole point of Coke Zero is that it tastes closer to Coca-Cola. Yeah. But that's the whole reason I like Diet Coke. It doesn't taste anything like Coca-Cola.
2: It's just a whole different beverage.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess. So, the reason I don't like Diet Coke isn't because it doesn't taste as sugary. It's not because it tastes less like real Coke. The reason I don't like it is because it has that diet soda taste that I just can't stand. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. I just think like Coke Coke Zero and regular Coke, they're just not, they just, they're like sticky and not refreshing. You know, they just make me feel kind of sickly. But Mm -hmm. Diet Coke makes me, is like, it's refreshing. I like it. You know, I'd, I'd drink Diet Coke if I was just thirsty and wanted to be refreshed, you know?
2: It's hydrating.
1: Yeah, it hydrates you, probably.
2: Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it seems possible, awesome, right?
1: I'm just saying that there's, I think, reasonable people out there, myself included, who definitely <sighs> prefer Diet Coke over Coke Zero. See, it, the, the
0: problem I have with that, that statement, though, is I, you're arguing... You you telling me that you uh, like Diet Coke doesn't make me think that there are reasonable people who like Diet Coke. It makes me think that you're unreasonable. So That's... I don't know how how this podcast is going to go, Jonathan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's totally I think fair. I might... uh, Ian, um, permission to treat
2: Jonathan as a hostile witness. <laughs> well, so, yeah. John, obviously, permission is granted, but I will, I'll step in in his defense somewhat. So I think, you know, we recorded that first episode, oh, what, 10 years ago or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the, in the meanwhile, I think I've become a different person, and that I can now understand why people would prefer Diet Coke to normal Coke. And then I think my, my view has changed so that I view Diet Coke not as a just like a diet substitute for Coca-Cola, but just a different soda. Yeah, a different soda with different qualities, but you know, it, it is related to Coke, certainly. It's got a similar color, It's got a similar <laughs> overall flavor profile. But it's just, it's just a different soda, right? Hmm. Whereas Coke Zero is an attempt to recreate Coke, but as a diet beverage. And right. that's probably, you know, Diet Coke was probably that originally, but just we didn't have the flavor technology or whatever. <laughs> didn't have all those cool new flavor
1: crystals to put into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're, you're also forgetting there's now Coke Zero Sugar, which is another... Like Coke Zero Sugar is different from Coke Zero? Oh, well, it's, it's uh, only Coke slightly. Coke Zero
2: Sugar
0: replaced Coke Zero. Um, but it's and, different. Yeah, it's very slightly different.
1: Yeah, Oh, but I'll also add, so I agree, I actually, I like what Ian's saying about it just being a totally different drink, because my preferences for uh, regular and diet soda are different between brands. Like, what I mean by that is, I'll take Pepsi over Coke, but I will never take Diet Pepsi over Diet Coke.
0: Wait, wait. Okay, well, now I... I I don't
1: prefer Pepsi over Diet Coke, but I prefer Pepsi over regular Coke.
0: That does seem... Okay, well, Jonathan, you're just digging yourself into a bigger
2: hole here. I I just don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, no, I realize I'm a minority in so many ways here.
2: Well, that's the best (laughs) thing. If you prefer Diet Coke to normal Coke because Diet Coke tastes less sweet, I mean, Pepsi is, I think, a, a sweeter beverage than Coke. Really? That's my impression. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe so. it has I think that was more why sugar.
0: The, um, why the Pepsi Challenge worked was because um, in a blind taste test, because Pepsi is sweeter, most people will choose Pepsi after like a sip of each. Um, so, which is why the Pepsi Challenge worked. But uh, but people still actually like prefer Coke is because after with, with the one sip, you choose the sweeter thing. But when you're actually trying to like drink a whole can of it. People will go to the slightly less sweet one generally.
2: For our listeners who aren't familiar with the Pepsi Challenge, um, it is a form of sort of evidence weighting used in judicial review. <laughs> kind of like, you know, <laughs> certain laws will have to pass the Pepsi Challenge. <laughs>
0: um, All right, well, let's move on from from sodas. Uh, let's get into the, the real hard hitting questions. Uh, Jonathan, have you ever listened to AM radio?
1: not not in a long time i don't think i've ever ever really uh not that i can remember
2: really but, oh
1: really? i mean maybe like driving around in the car with my parents when i was a kid and they would like put on like some like sports news or something but i've never like i don't even know how to turn on the am radio in my <laughs> car
0: all right yeah i i'm i'm in a similar situation i was i was looking at um uh, little iPod doc slash radio thing I have recently, and I re- remembered that AM radio exists, and <laughs> I, I don't... I've never listened to it, and I was I just thought maybe I would ask you and see if you <laughs> knew about it, but apparently not, so I'll just have to wait until, uh, you know, our next guest. Well, actually, John, I might them.
2: be able to fill you in somewhat. I've Ian, listened to AM
0: radio. Ian, you are not the guest here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm John wants to know what you have to say about AM radio. We've got... Distracted enough, not talking about Jonathan.
1: Yeah, Ian. From what I could tell, actually, exclusively listens to AM radio. He doesn't even have a computer. It's just <laughs> I'm all to the office. Yes. He <laughs> on radio, and
2: I sit there for like eight hours a day, and it's really distracting to all my lab mates. <laughs> <laughs> As I listen to like, I guess Fox News and, um. Like odd religious stations, but religious stations that I think are done in like people's garages. <laughs> I've snuck in my opinion on what AM radio is, but
1: I think the conclusion yeah. is no one, no one here or anywhere knows what AM radio is. Is I, that what I mean, I'm getting? I don't
2: think so. I, I think
0: AM radio is just a, a myth.
1: But I hope you have it's better luck with your things. next guest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm going to get to the bottom of this someday. I'm gonna find out all about AM radio,
2: <laughs> John. You're gonna forget about this by next episode, I bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I wrote it down. I have it on a piece of paper in front of me. So, well, we're gonna keep the piece of or paper. Or Are you gonna weigh that piece of, of, paper, that piece
2: of paper before every recording session?
0: Maybe. What? Well, it's just like sitting on my keyboard right now. So if I don't move it,
2: well, if it's um, sitting on your keyboard, John, you're gonna to go to type tomorrow. It's not actually on my keyboard. It's on the like. It's on the wrist pad. Well, you're gonna be like putting your wrist on this piece of. It's gonna be crinkly, John.
0: I don't even have a desk yet, so,
2: it, so you still you know, I
0: haven't
2: you been don't, using my. You haven't been using my keyboard much. Because just sitting on the ground for six months, and you don't have a desk. <laughs>
0: Not give him a, a break. He's months. got a
1: concussion. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I've been here a month and I have a concussion, so I can't use my computer much anyway. So thank I'm you, Jonathan. Though. I'm glad you're here.
2: Here's what I'm saying, though, Jonathan. I think having a concussion is a serious mark against John in terms of how little he's moved into his apartment. <laughs> Because if he can't look at screens, and he can't think, oh, that's, what else can he do but that's like, true. unpack boxes and assemble an Ikea desk or whatever? And
0: Well, so I did buy a desk, um, but it requires two people to uh, assemble, and I just haven't gotten around to making yeah. my roommate help me put it together yet.
1: What kind of desk did you get that needs two whole people?
0: I don't know, just some cheap desk on Amazon
2: <laughs> One person's gotta like hold down the switch Or else it'll all blow up
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I assume like at a certain point You're going to have Pieces you're trying to fit together Or like you're gonna be Holding the desk up And you've gotta like put a piece in You've got like screw it together and stuff. I don't know Oh, but You gotta like make I mean, there's like a top sense.
1: part and a bottom part And you gotta have like two people lift the top part up You can't construct it all together Something like I that. My
0: guess it's just that you'll like need someone to like hold a piece in place while the other person secures it or something.
1: Gotcha.
0: I didn't yeah, bother trying to put long, it together. So I, I just saw that the instructions <laughs> told me I needed a second person. I thought, well, I'm not going to bother them. <laughs> no, well, no, well,
2: no, we're already at a concussion corner. Shouldn't go back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: so then, uh, Jonathan, the other the other big question I had for you: uh, Have you ever lived with a dog?
1: No, but I want to so bad. Oh my gosh, I I want a dog so bad. I, like, spend too much time at at work and, like, on the bus and usually, like, on the toilet just, like, browsing Facebook, like, pictures of cute dogs and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What Um,
2: sort of dog do you want to have, Jonathan? That's
1: a good question golden retriever i think Mm, good choice yeah good choice good dog i'm thinking i'm gonna name her juniper
2: oh it's gonna it's gotta be a her
1: yeah probably
2: no male dog you don't want them humping you
1: well i just think like with me around there's enough man Ah. in my apartment so
2: (laughs) if we get a dog uh when we
1: live together next year oh man that would be so tight would be tough. There's gonna be a lot of men in the house. It's probably like a ten thousand uh, dollar fine on our lease, but we'd be I'd sacrifice probably like a hundred million dollar <laughs> lease anyway. So, <laughs> so, what, so, what so you, you two are us? planning to
0: live together next year, then?
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, be in a house with seven people. Um, oh, jeez. Hence the too much dude around uh, comment. Oh,
0: I, th- I thought you were just talking about the two of you. Because I mean. I, if I know Ian, and I certainly do, and from the little bit I've uh, learned about you so far, Jonathan, I just I look at the two of you and I think, wow, those are some macho macho men.
1: Some just macho, nothing MD. but
0: machismo over there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a good assessment.
0: Mm-hmm. Manliest men I can think of.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, John, here's the thing. You know, masculinity comes in different forms, and ultimately, you know, what's determined by muscles? No, John. <laughs> Y chromosome. And <laughs> the, maybe I'm one of those people no, who's geez. got two of them, you know? Those yeah. whole like, X double uh, Y? Uh, Twice the, the man I could um, ever be. The, 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 well, the
0: bigger the muscles, the the bigger the man.
2: John, so that's just not true. That's just a <laughs> common misconception.
0: It's the, it's the only measurement of your masculinity. It's how big your muscles are. Uh, that's what I've learned. That's what I've been taught, and I'm, I'm
2: sticking to it. Mm-hmm. But, John, here's here's a counterpoint to that. So you look at, at WWE, right? Yeah. And you look at a man. You look at Samoa Joe, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And you figure you know, he's got a best a fifty fifty chance of beating uh, me. Uh, <laughs> I, I,
0: I don't think so. Uh, 50-50, No way. Um, you know, I'd say uh, twenty five at best. At best, beat me.
1: I gotta watch that <laughs> video again. That was too good. <laughs>
0: Oh, that really is an incredible, uh, I mean, it, it's an amazing promo, but the typography video for it really <laughs> brings it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, if you're not aware, uh, you should uh, go over to YouTube and uh, search Scott Steiner typography. Um, we'll
2: wait. Yep. How long's the the video? Just so we know how long to be silent for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll just cut in the silence. Okay. That's All right. great. Are, are you done, listeners? Great. glad you're back.
2: Oh, wait. Uh, Some of you are saying you're not? Okay, we'll wait again.
0: (laughs) Are you done now? How about now? (laughs) Oh. Cool. Um, Yeah, it's a great video, and now you understand those great references we were making. (laughs) Lots Um, of great references.
1: Wow, now you get to see the magic of how a podcast is made. This is cool.
2: (laughs) You're getting to see... (laughs) the whole sort of organ making process. What a lot of people don't understand about podcasts is I don't think that I say a complete sentence during this recording. I just go into a room and I shout out a bunch of words and then John sort of cuts them together in a way that makes it sound like I'm talking coherently.
0: It's a lot of work, uh, but I, uh, I get it done. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that was just another great example of my work right there. I uh, was Ian explaining <laughs> How, uh,
2: what I do. Maybe your masterpiece. Now, John, I, since you, it seems like you've run out of hard-hitting questions to ask our go back to the dog, thing. Oh, okay, the dog thing. Oh, yeah, let's go back to the dog.
1: Wait, so that last episode ended on a cliffhanger where we weren't sure if your dog was going to pee on your floor or not. Oh, that was Zach's dog. Oh, it was Zach's dog. My bad. Okay. Did yeah, his Zach dog pee on the dog. floor?
0: Uh, as far as I'm aware, no. Okay. Um, although yesterday, I guess, uh, Zach... Got home a little bit later than normal, um, and so uh, his his dog did chew up her bed.
1: Aww, because he's you know he's still
0: crating her, uh, and she got she got bored in her crate, and uh, she ripped up her her
2: bed because oh, okay. he, he was too late. Now actually, this she brings up to... an interesting point to me that I think I think that like maybe this could be a new way that we distinguish ourselves as a podcast. Yeah. What if every episode we, we not only sort of introduce a new guest but also all the previous guests' return
1: just a cumulative interview <laughs>
2: just we keep on bringing back all of our guests <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know like We've already found the call by the like hundredth episode it's all inter it's all just introductions. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea, Ian. We should we should definitely uh, consider that. Revisit it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll put a pin in that one for now.
2: Okay, yeah. For now, uh, we'll keep you this know, little pin in
0: there, <laughs> um, and then also uh, a nail. Well, John, um, John, just, just write down on that down your nail magical
2: piece of paper that you put things on to remember. I guess. <laughs> 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 well, you've never t- written a note. Well, I've never taken t- a note, Ian. Uh, okay, so 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 Jonathan's actually uh, with me here in the ASMR Quest studio. <laughs> Jonathan, look around. Do you see any written notes lying about for me to recall things? No,
1: I don't. I don't see a single note. Yeah, no, it's, close. Close. Yeah. it's nothing.
2: I see this bag of pistachios. I have that's
1: personally I witnessed what you take it? notes. Wait, I... so I wanted to say Ian's got this ginormous water bottle. Uh-huh. Oh. And it's oh, John's in, in ginormous water
0: bottle. Ian has a lot of ginormous water bottles.
1: So what I didn't realize is that Ian keeps a separate ginormous water bottle in the office and also in the ASMR Quest studio. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's probably
0: got several scattered about his entire apartment and probably around the school mm-hmm. um, in various it, hidden
2: locations. <laughs>
0: yeah, They're sort of I, like
2: Horcruxes.
1: I, I was thinking like a squirrel <laughs> hiding nuts in the ground. <laughs>
0: uh that's actually probably more accurate um from what i recall ian you know has a lot of giant water bottles and he's always near one um sometimes it's because he's picked one up and relocated it but sometimes it's just because he's gone ahead and sewn them about in all of the places that he frequents
2: well here's the thing john you you design your life such that you are always in the circumstances that you find most preferable (laughs) <laughs> That's sort of my philosophy And I've designed my life so that I'm always hydrated Thank you very much <laughs>
1: With your bubble you bottle. Some, uh, Hydration thing, though, giant,
2: do you think that I'm going to like Take the same
1: giant water bottle To work and home Yeah
2: Like why am I going to just like sense. put it in my backpack And like lug it around
1: Yeah I remember when I used to I used to keep a phone charger in my, like, backpack, and I would carry it around everywhere, and I was like, why don't I just leave a separate phone charger in all the places I go all the time? Mm -hmm. It was, like, life-changing.
2: Precisely, yeah. And then it's just like, you know, like, I've got got a laptop charger both here and in the office, because I don't want to, like, bend around and, like unplug a laptop charger and take it around with me it's just it's barbaric makes sense yeah (laughs) now that we live in this post-scarcity world where no (laughs) one ever wants for any resources (laughs) it's the natural thing to do so going back to this dog thing
0: (laughs) yeah so so jonathan you want a dog you want a a golden retriever i believe you said Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. do you feel that you are responsible enough to care for the life of
2: another being
1: Yeah, so, let's see.
2: I'm going to weigh in. I'm going to say yes. I think Jonathan's a pretty responsible person. Oh, thank
1: you. I I did have two cats growing up. Okay. Um, I have not taken care of them for, let's see, seven years since I left for college. How are they doing? Uh, well... (laughs) (laughs) So...
2: That's a conversation topic that couldn't go wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well... Well, so, one, one of them is doing great, but the other one passed of cancer like two weeks ago. <laughs> so thank you. Oh,
2: jeez.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a lovely, lovely cat. Well, that. no, actually, she was, oh, she hated everybody. She was kind of terrible, but we loved her anyways. She was, she was the kind of cat that would like be super loving and she'd jump up on your lap and like nuzzle you, but Only to the people that lived in the house. Mm. And if, like, a neighbor or a friend or extended family came over, she'd, like, sprint up to your legs and just scratch you on the ankle. And (laughs) then, yeah.
0: I feel like that's... I mean, apart from the scratching you on the ankle... Wait, she would scratch um, strangers on the ankle? Or she would, like... Scratch you in her attempt to get away from the strangers.
1: Oh, uh, the strangers, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, oh, okay. Well, well, I the... mean, she'd be hostile to you if you tried to, like, get in, in between her and the strangers, I suppose, but...
0: okay. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of the the sort of pet that I've always wanted, is... Because that's how you know that they really care about you, and they're not just, you know, using you or looking for, for cuddles or something. So I want a pet that clearly loves me... And only me. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, really the ideal kind of pet, is one that's hostile to everyone else. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's how you know it's a special bond.
1: It wasn't just people, too. Like, um, just, like, random objects that we brought in <laughs> from outside. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't care for them. Like, one time we bought, like, one of those catnip plants, you know? We're and, uh... Uh, from like from the store, and we brought it in. And the other cat, who is not afraid of strangers, would just like rub his face up in it, and you know, get high, yeah, get, get high, and roll around on the ground. She would try and knock it off the counter and hiss at it like it was a living, <laughs> living animal or something.
0: Oh, uh, Well, so I guess she she wasn't cool then. Maybe you know? she was yeah. A yeah. Yeah. kind of a narc. She didn't
2: dare.
1: <laughs> she, <laughs> she knew how to say no.
2: It is kind yeah. of nuts when you think about catnip. You think about the fact that we are, like, sort of... I Can't think of too many circumstances in which people sort of paternalistically provide, like, hallucinogenic substances (laughs) to Um, their words? One
1: of my favorite uh, YouTube videos of all time is called Pug Eats a Nug. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's something similar to that name. And, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. If it actually exists, or maybe I just hallucinated it, I don't know. You could... We can try and find it later. <laughs> Put no, it up on the...
2: Is this this
0: nug in question? Is this a uh, marijuana nug?
1: Yeah. Or uh, am I? I don't. Oop. I think it was like, oh, this is totally the video, but it has a different name Plug than it's I an remember. High grade weed. Yeah, this pug ate a fancy oh. nug. <laughs> I think the entertaining part was just like the the people filming him, like talking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pug is there, is he's doing okay. Like he's not. He he's looks, just kind of like he's look
2: very well, but he's not. He's not like a disaster.
1: <laughs> he's just kind of stumbling around the. Looks well, <laughs> like he might have
2: had a stroke. Anyways, or yeah, this
1: video is just as good as I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Two hundred nineteen downvotes. Though. Who's who dislikes it?
1: Although they think they're well, just. Uh, I guess maybe they think they're irresponsible dog owners, but yeah, if you scroll it. down, the comments say that the dog was totally fine. Uh-huh. I guess it doesn't make you any less irresponsible, though. I, don't know. I, don't, I, I have it heard those
2: like, that harm, and if it, it asks the big question, is could it reasonably be expected to result in harm?
1: How how would you feel if you ate a whole eighth of high grade weed, Ian? I
2: don't really know <laughs> how much that is. <laughs> Like, like, an eighth, I presume it's an eighth of a gram. I think like no. a gram <laughs> it's so an eighth, eighth of an ounce. An... Yeah. Maybe. Well, but an ounce, like, that's a sixteenth of a pound. And I think of, like, sixteen times eight. You know, how big is that? I don't know. Like, maybe a thousand. Um, a thousandth of a pound doesn't seem like very much to me.
1: what wait, wait,
2: wait, wait what? <laughs> so just... what I'm saying. So I'm saying an a, a, an ounce is a sixteenth of a pound. Then we're taking an eighth of an ounce, right? So that's one over
1: eight times sixteen, which is approximately one over a thousand. Okay, so one thousandth of a pound. A thousandth of a pound is not very much. But you know how light it is, right? Like, you can't... Like, an eighth... Well, Jonathan, that's a common misconception. Like Do you know what, what that is sorry, like, like Jonathan, in volume? I'm going
2: to tell, tell you a little <laughs> riddle and we'll, we'll see if you figure out. What weighs more, you know, a pound of bricks or a pound of feathers?
1: Oh, I know this one. Mm, give me a sec. Okay. Darn, I can't remember.
2: <laughs> what weighs more, Jonathan, a pound of bricks or an eighth of weed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I've been bested. Apparently, it's totally responsible to feed weed to your dog. <laughs> Proving
2: it. By science. <laughs> Sorry that you couldn't handle my logic, Jonathan. With your religious faith, but...
1: <laughs> Jonathan, you've recently been reading a book about religion. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. I uh, I did. I, I reread... Uh, well, I didn't really read it. I listened to it on an audiobook. I don't know if that counts. I think that counts.
2: As a, as a person mm-hmm. who listens to audiobooks, I think it counts as reading.
1: Yeah, so I... I as many people um my age, I went through kind of an angsty atheist phase, you know, like in middle school, and I never actually got around to reading that Richard Dawkins God Delusion book. So I decided, you know what, I might as well just read it now, and it was kind of aggravating. He's, he's really just, he, he narrates the whole thing himself, and it just kind of makes me feel like... Kind of uncomfortable. Oh, also, they switch between two different voices a man's voice and a woman's voice. And it, the whole thing is just kind of weird. But yeah, so I read The God Delusion and I decided I don't like it.
2: Mm. So you decide that you are a Latter day Saint.
1: That's true. <laughs> the opposite of if you don't like that book, then you are a mormon mm-hmm. <laughs> definitively that's, that's, that's why that's Mormons the definition are
2: because people as they leave their angsty atheists. so I actually just googled Richard Dawkins because so I remembered that I'd come across him cited as like a a prominent evolutionary biologist, and it just strikes me as very odd that you could be both a, a prominent you know like research scientist. And also, the sort of, the the chief of the angsty atheist movement. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in what other fields can you both be a real prominent researcher, and also just have, like, mad opinions about things?
1: I mean, how prominent (laughs) of a researcher is he? I mean, isn't it pretty much a thing where, once you start writing books, you pretty much give up on doing research, and you're just...
2: Maybe. Yeah, that could be the... But, like, I think I So, when... I guess what, I'm, what I'm talking about here is things that I've read that reference the selfish gene hypothesis. And when I when I look at those things, it seems like that the claim is that that is that's not something like Richard Dawkins reported on or something. That's something that Richard Dawkins sort of originated, or at least something that he is the the sort of major intellectual proponent of. Oh, I see. Which, considering that selfish gene, it's not so. It's not like the widely accepted thing in evolutionary biology. But it's like, it's considered to be one of the major factions. So it just seems okay. like he is both a head of a major research faction in evolutionary biology, and also the the sort of chief
1: of the angsty atheist movement, mm.
2: which <laughs> just strikes me as interesting.
1: I'm glad to know he has a real research background. I felt kind of cheated when I found out that Bill Nye only had a bachelor's in, like, mechanical engineering or something. He really sells himself as, like, a big scientist, you know?
2: He's got a PhD in bow tie wear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the one of the most difficult and prestigious sciences.
2: Actually, something important. Um, just for our sort of for our relations with the teams. Um, what's the what's the opinion on Bill? Because I remember there was something about Bill Nye where like people are off on Bill Nye now because he had supported the Trump administration implicitly.
1: I did. I don't know uh, anything about this.
2: It was like oh, yeah, he I, he had I, attended I some dinner or something. Or like he was he was interacting with the administration in some capacity. And so now we're, I don't think we're supposed to like him anymore. I
1: don't get that. Don't why know. would you, if you have something to say and you think you could change his mind or affect his policies, why wouldn't you, uh, why wouldn't you take that opportunity?
2: Not because, Jonathan, it's not about changing his mind. It's about making a point. <laughs> I, I guess I, if you can I do mean, more by being people silent. still like Bill Nye. I don't know. Maybe they do.
1: Hold on. I'll, I'll Google it. He's got a Netflix show.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't be don't be spreading false news or hey, fake news.
1: Excuse me. How can you relate to the teens if you don't even have an Instagram?
2: Uh, Bill Nye's new Netflix show is being torn apart for the same reasons. Dot dot dot.
1: Ooh, yeah, I would really like to know the rest of that. Well, we'd have to know. Keep in order for that to be a reality. I don't know if we can afford to
2: <laughs> in this economy. For the same reasons that made it great.
1: What made it great?
2: I don't know what made it great. He's holding a small earth in this image. Um, he's looking at it. I don't know. It looks like it's either it's either a very small earth or a very large Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Jonathan, um, what do you think? Is it a, a small earth or a large Bill Nye? I'm trying to get back to the uh, to asking our guest questions on this interview <laughs> podcast. Right.
1: I don't know. I did watch this show, though. It's... Uh... I dunno, it's pretty entertaining. I don't think it's I I don't think I'm in the right age group to be watching it. Uh, so, so it's, it's not so, so much a head nostalgia head show, it is for for mature. children. I don't know. I think it was it was more for like uh like maybe high schoolers. Oh, okay. No, it's it's I think it was pretty good though. Did you make any claims or revelations or anything? It's been a while since I watched it.
2: How long can it defend this? This show's yeah, isn't
1: on. this a new show? Oh, but so okay, you got to know something about how I watch Netflix. I I I just put shows on, and I I watch them. Where <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, but you can't see you can't see my aggressive like air quotes here. I watch them, <laughs> okay, but I don't I don't really watch them. Like I I make breakfast while the TV's on. So it's and then background, background I'll be, noise. kind of. Yeah, it's, it's like. like cool. uh,
0: Check Instagram, you swipe away <laughs> your time on Tinder, you There's play no... your Angry Birds,
1: yeah. you're glued to
0: your phone. Mel's not going to like
1: this revelation
2: about your Tinder, you <laughs> show
1: I, I, uh, yeah, so I half watch shows, so I usually only kind of get them, like, the third or fourth time through, like, I'm currently on my, like, fourth pass through Friends. Which I think is pretty, I think this is a pretty normal way of watching Netflix. I don't know how anyone could just sit there and just watch Friends and let that be their, like, 100% attention. I just don't understand that.
2: Well, maybe if it's not your fourth time through.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Well, like, maybe if it's your
2: first time and you're wondering what antics Joey's getting up to now, Mm. that could be... Yeah, so I actually yeah. know all the friends now. I'm very proud of it.
1: Oh yeah, you know
2: Joey. <laughs> yeah, so there's Joey, and he's he's so he's played by Chandler. <laughs> now I, Joey's I, the guy with black hair, and there's Chandler, who's the businessman. You got Monica Lewinsky, and you also got Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, Rachel. <laughs> but,
1: I always had a special connection with it, it, Chandler since my it, middle name. It is your middle name.
2: Now, actually, this is one oh. thing that I didn't yeah. want to talk about. But I'm going to talk about it now because I actually did want to talk about, it, but I forgot about it. Um, so, Jonathan, I think have you have you said your last name yet?
1: Oh yeah, my last name is Stroud. So you oh, are just to confirm, you are
2: Jonathan Stroud. The author of the fairly successful young <laughs> adult fantasy series, the, the
1: Bartimaeus trilogy, is that correct? Unfortunately, no.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, that's another book I've gotta I've gotta read. Well,
2: you just, absolutely, <laughs> you wrote it, Jonathan. Yeah, Stroud. Wow, Jonathan Stroud. Uh,
0: no, uh, Jonathan. Um, I think Ian maybe was trying to move away from this. Uh, But I noticed earlier uh, he seemed disappointed when uh, I brought up your Tinder usage. Uh, Is that because you two are dating?
1: Uh, Yes, I do have a girlfriend named Mel, and no, I do not use Tinder anymore. So so you are not dating Ian, though. (laughs) What? You're not dating Ian. Oh, I'm not dating Ian. So okay. this is confusing. People get people get tricked by this a lot. But we it's are, politics. according to Facebook, we are in a relationship. Me and Ian. Well, we're <laughs>
2: domestic partners. Now, to me, a domestic partner could be any number of things, but I don't even. Really so, what does domestic
1: mean? Right. Well, in relation to the home, and we, we're part we're home partners, and currently right? we're in a in a house. Yeah. In the same one at the same time. So that technically now I would actually Well, I think that's domicile partners.
2: I would actually argue that the the sort of most characteristic domestic partner out there, or domestic partners I guess, are the property brothers.
1: Yeah, one of them <laughs> is named they Jonathan. Are,
2: they are partners that create domiciles.
1: And one of them is named Jonathan. And one of them is
2: named Jonathan.
0: I don't um, think they create them. I think they sort of just renovate them. Actually, I've never, them. I don't
2: know anything about the Property Brothers, but I think... Whenever I think of them, I think about Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <All of these laughs> <So guys. laughs>
0: uh, my understanding is that one of them is a real estate agent and one is a carpenter. And so I think, like, one of them goes and looks for houses that people might be interested in buying... And the other one, like, renovates their house that they're maybe selling. Or maybe they're going to decide that they like their current house and they're going to stay there instead
2: of moving somewhere new.
0: I think that's sort of how it works.
2: Be... Well, so, so, like, so the Property Brothers coming, you're like, I can't, should I sell my house or not? And the Property Brothers are like, yes.
1: Well, they show them all these different options and they tell them what their budget is. And if, and if, if their budget allows them to just stay at their current house and renovate it to their liking, I think that's... Uh... I think that's an option.
0: Yeah, because I think it's usually people who are, like, planning to move, but not, like, far. Like, they're staying in the same town or region, um, and they wanted to move either so that they're closer to work or so that... Or because, like, they don't like their current house or something like that. So the Property Brothers come in, they fix up their current house so that they can sell it for more, and also so it's fixed up. They show them, like, a bunch of other houses, and then they... uh after they see all the houses, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy one of those houses. Or they're like, oh, no, actually, we're just going to stay here.
2: Now, I think um, I'd be pissed off about that. Like, if I wanted to sell my... Like, if the Property Brothers were going to come and fix up a house for me, I would want to be the house. Because I would want to, like, go and buy a house, right, that I really like. And then have the Property Brothers come in and make it even better. Oh,
1: no, like, they do well, do that still. So,
2: like, I so think when I also, buy the house, think the Property have... Brothers fix up not only my
1: current house, but also
2: the next house that I buy?
0: Well Ian, they have fifty different shows. So I'm I think I'm describing like one of their shows. Maybe they have another show where they come and they fix up the house that you just bought from them.
2: The problem is they more than one show.
0: I think so. I think they've got a million shows. Which is more than what I just said before, which was fifty, but I think it's actually probably closer to Well, they're
2: longer. making new shows all the time, John, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: So
2: Jonathan, I've I've got up a a website <laughs> right now. <laughs> A website designed for sort of professional interviewers, um, such as <laughs> ourselves. Um, it's called Conversation Starters World. All right. Com. And this is 250 conversation starters. And I just wanted to have a weird conversation starter with you. Time freezes for everyone but
1: you for one day. Uh, what do you do? Ooh, that's tough. Hmm. Well, wait, so. So uh, time freezes for. Does that mean everyone is just kind of like creepily like frozen around me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's be real here. If that happened to any of us, we would all freak out. Yeah. No okay. one no one realistically would be able to go outside and do anything even remotely interesting or fun if there's all these just like frozen bodies out there.
2: Mhm. But assume that you know that like you wake up and you you are Given knowledge that, like, time is frozen for everyone or whatever. It'll be fine tomorrow, but for today, yeah. you have to do whatever you want.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I want to say, like, like, steal a cool car or something, but there's no <laughs> way that's gonna...
2: How is everybody being frozen for one day going to help you with that?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think
2: that's, that's very much going to help. Well, him. It's going to like, help them like, steal it, but like the problem with stealing a car, I assume, is not necessarily like just getting the car into your possession, but the fact um, that like then when you drive the car around, people are going to look at that license plate and they're going to say, well, that's a stolen license plate. Yeah. Well, I, I,
0: so I guess uh, the question I have then is, uh, Jonathan, I I assumed that you were, like, taking the car for a joyride and returning it within Actually, the same yeah, that day. with that would certainly uh, be Was your intention to keep the car, or was your intention to return the car?
1: Well, probably return the car, but I don't know. I feel like if, this, if I had this amazing situation happen to me, I would want to get, you know, the most... The most... What's the word I'm looking for? I would want, like, the most good to happen out of this day. Like, I would want... To somehow get a ton of money out of this, or... So, like, a permanent... You wouldn't want to just,
2: like, have a fun day. You would want to get some permanent benefits from this. Yeah, yeah, because this is a
1: a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know. Let's see. Is there some way I could, like, use this frozen day to, like... I don't get to look into the future and, like, bet on the stock market or the Bitcoin market?
2: No, I bet bet (laughs) you could get a lot of money just by, like... Stealing gold reserves or something? Because like gold mm. is pretty non traceable, right? Or like just go around Wait. and like dig in everyone's drawers and find the passwords to their Bitcoin wallets and just take that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steal anything. I, realistically, knowing me, if I was about to go steal something on my f- frozen day, I would freeze up and be like, "No, this is bad. I can't do I this." Mean, like you'd get frozen. <laughs> no, no, no. This is what I do. So at first, I ruled this out because I was like, "Wait, this place is closed." But no, I'd go to I'd go to like a I'd go to like Cedar Point or something and go ride all the roller coasters (laughs) with no lines. And it doesn't even matter that it's closed because I'm breaking in anyways. (laughs) How are how are you gonna like get them going though? I assume there's like just instructions there. I mean the the people who operate these things aren't like
2: Yeah, that's that's the point I was gonna bring up, John. I don't think that you're like you're not gonna have to do the work of rocket scientists here to get these rides going.
1: Am I? I'm tired. Totally I don't know though, because like I don't get to bring a
2: friend.
0: Oh, 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 maybe you could get to bring a friend, but otherwise, like I'm pretty sure most of the like roller coasters and stuff. There's a button you have to press once everyone's in to actually launch it. Like I, You'll I think it requires get a
2: long stick with a with a little hand on the end. But they're not all going to be oriented the right way. <laughs> you get a couple of them then, John. It's fine. Hmm.
0: I don't know. I I think this is a a trickier thing to pull off than you're giving
2: it credit for. I will say though that I would not want to do that. Not not only because it might be implausible to like get the ride started, but also because when the roller coaster inevitably does break and hurl you into the ground, there's not going to like you're going to (laughs) be waiting for emergency services, and you're like, oh no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I think I tend to take these hypothetical situations too literally, and I'm thinking like. Okay, every every like opportunity, every possibility that comes into my head, I'm like, well, you know, if if everyone froze for a whole day, what's what are the chances that like electricity is still running, you know? Mm. Or don't there need to be like live human beings at the power plants to make sure that they keep going? Or would the whole world just kind of everything would stop? Right? I wouldn't be able to go on the internet. I wouldn't be able to watch TV, right? Because there'd be nothing on. Mm. Who would be controlling? Yeah. Them? It's probably mostly
2: automated at this point, right? Like, there's probably not someone pushing the power button every second or something. But
1: do you think it could go for a whole day without any human intervention?
2: I remember there was a there was a whole um, television series on I think the Discovery Channel or something about this. It was like, what would happen if all humans disappeared? And it was just like, what would happen like in a, in like a few months, in a few years, in like a thousand years or something. Oh, that does sound familiar.
1: Yeah. Did they do, like, an hour scale analysis? I'm not sure if they did. But I, I remember it taking
2: a not insubstantial amount of time for, the like, the grid to go offline. I think that hmm. you could probably get a day running. Um, I think there's all, there's some interesting questions. It's like, what's happening to all these frozen people? Like, if, if I was to shove one of the frozen people over, would they, like, shatter? But <laughs> well, like, what they? Well, like, you know, what is their body moving in response to forces, or are they just like sort of locked in place? Presumably, hopefully, um,
1: relative to the Earth, right? Because if they're like, locked in, <laughs> in the absolute space, they just, just, like, <clears throat> what about all the the poor people out there who were like mid-step, That's and the then thing, they froze, right? and then now they immediately fall, and then maybe you're frozen, right? You can't breathe.
2: There's
1: like, there's people on boats, there's people on treadmills. So, I think the answer there's is i like, probably just break down scenarios. and cry.
2: You're a murderer, Jonathan. You're a terrible murderer. Jonathan, what type of ice cream do you wish existed?
1: Okay, this is, I would like cookie dough ice cream, but with a lot more cookie dough and a lot less ice cream.
0: Jonathan, <laughs> that's just cookie dough. That exists. You can have that.
1: No but i, w- I want I it like prepackaged
0: <laughs> you can
1: get prepackaged cookie dough no, 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 i you no, no, you missed you missed the whole point. I want cookie dough, but with more cookie dough less ice cream
0: well, no, well, yeah, exactly it? you cookie can just get like
2: cookie, cookie dough,
1: dough. I can just buy cookie dough that's a good point but. <laughs>
2: But I'm not just gonna go.
1: I'm not gonna go out to the store. I'm not gonna go buy cookie dough and vanilla ice cream separately and mix them to my satisfaction. Well, how much them.
0: vanilla ice cream do you want though? Because like, there's already
2: a fair bit of cookie dough in there. And I mean, I'll turn you like. Okay. Should, also, Ben and Jerry's does have a Eat. cookie dough flavor that has extra cookie dough.
1: Okay, so. you're you give me a hard time here. <laughs> really, the point I'm trying to make is, I wish ice cookie dough ice cream just had more cookie dough in it. Usually, they skip on the cookie dough. And it's just, okay. all right, there definitely thing.
0: are brands that
2: skimp on the cookie dough. I'll accept yeah, that. Yeah, I can agree with but, that. I think that we're going we're gonna, to, you know, we, we sometimes will um, sort of put out some, some hard calls to companies that I think have failed us morally. <laughs> I'm going to put out that call now to all the ice cream manufacturers. Um, you've been skimping on the cookie dough.
0: No, no, I, I, I do not think it's all of them. I have definitely had cookie dough ice cream that has a satisfactory amount of cookie dough in it. Um, cause you know, at a certain point it's just not even ice cream anymore. Like you, you, there is a limit to how much cookie dough you can put in there. And I've definitely had ice cream that has the proper amount of cookie dough, but I do agree there. The vast majority, especially like mass marketed, mass produced, uh, ice creams, they are skimping on the cookie dough for sure.
1: Yeah. Have you ever tried this, uh, Halo Top stuff? That's I that know. You have?
0: I don't know Yeah, what that it is. is. It's like, I, I haven't had their cookie dough. I I do like the halo top though. It's I, I I find it pretty tasty. I
1: I I like it in general, but the cookie dough is offensive. I mean, it's there's no cookie <laughs> dough in it. I mean, there's nothing. It's like the teensiest little morsels. Oh, it's, yeah, this is
2: healthy. This is the I was talking about, guys. You know, all vegetables. All like, <laughs> all good for you. <laughs> it is apparently a a low sugar low-fat high-protein ice cream it is yes
1: the technically so that's what good. it is but what it really is is a whole pint of ice cream that you can sit and eat in one sitting without throwing up
0: mm. well I, I mean that's any pint of ice cream uh, <laughs> you just you know fair enough you feel a little bit better about it because it's less calories
1: I was just since I'm on the air trying to pretend that I don't regularly eat full pints of ice cream by myself.
0: No, I mean any time <laughs> I buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's, that's what I do. Well, here's the—I thinking... don't know that I've ever put a pint of Ben and Jerry's back in the freezer. So you look at maybe a pint. I was planning to bring it
2: out like 30 minutes later. You look at a pint, right? And that's like yeah. that's like one of those little milk cartons or something. Yeah, like you you eat that like Wait, I... what? who measures milk cartons in pints? Well, it's like, that's where, that's where pints originate from. It's like milk cartons, right? Cause you got the pints, you got the quarts, you got the gallons, you got the liters.
0: <laughs> that, the whole... that, that, that is where they originated, was milk cartons. No one yeah, no. ever thought we needed a way to measure, um Volumes of liquid before. Well, John, the first time you, they wanted to do that, they were like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta
2: sell this milk somehow." So, we realistically to... speaking, realistic before people made science, right? Before we really like, had all sorts of beakers and whatnot, Not even with beakers, yeah. you don't need, you don't, you ever see a beaker that's like, "Oh, this is a sixteenth of a gallon beaker," right? <laughs> no, they use the metric system. So, yeah. but realistically, what do people need to measure liquids for other than milk? Water? Well, but who yeah. buys... Here's the thing, though, Actually, that's a good that's point. A I don't know to measure who water. Who buys, like, a half gallon of water other than fucking Yeah, you can you kind, kind of eyeball how much like,
0: water <laughs> you, you're getting.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just a pipe, John. A pipe gives you water. Oh, is this this, con- this uh, talk about leaders reminded me of something interesting. So I, I went on my first ever trip to Canada this weekend. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're 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 virtually a Canuck now, right? Yeah, I'm a (laughs) Canuck. And I uh, I went to Toronto for the weekend with my girlfriend. It was lovely. But one weird thing I found out about Canada is they measure when you go to the gas station, and the signs are all um, cents per liter. So, you go, you pull up to the gas station, you're like, okay, I am in a foreign country, I don't know how much this is gonna cost, and it just says like 140 on the thing, and you freak out. You're like, where am I? What could possibly cost 140? And it's 140 cents per liter. So, you ultimately end up paying like several th- thousand of them, and it's very confusing, and I would just like to say I don't get it.
2: It is, like, once you get into the hundred, like, presumably this started when it was a less than a hundred cents per, Right, whatever. But at yeah. some point, like, why not just add in that period? Yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that is interesting. That is surprising. Like, we figured it out, right? We've got... <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I yeah, think in America, I mean, we know how to do it right. Well,
2: here's the thing, though. Like, in, a, in, in the U.S., my impression is that gas prices were not over $1 per gallon until, like, what, the 70s maybe? Like, we must have had gas station infrastructure set up that previously was accommodating only, like, you know, a cents per gallon thing.
0: That's um, probably...
2: Also, that's how true. many liters is it? Because generally, what I find when converting from metric to um, sort of the, the imperial system, mm-hmm. uh, I just multiply things by 2.2 and it often works out. Does that work with leaders
1: to balance? <laughs> I think it kind of does. I think it does, right?
0: Uh, and I'm I'm really glad that you are a... Um, uh, that the, the research no, you, you, you do shit, is in the digital world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're not doing
2: research... Or science in the physical world? Well, I'm just saying, John, it, it's it's a good rule of thumb. Just if you <laughs> want to convert something. If you want to convert an imperial... Well, if you want to convert a metric unit to an imperial unit, just multiply it by 2.2. <laughs> it
1: um, kind of works for Celsius to Fahrenheit. Yeah, it kinda nah, works. Not at all.
2: Well, <laughs> is, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually work out for gallons to liters all that much either. Um, but you know what Which But you're to hear first, it listeners. Works, Feet to meters, maybe, but not because I guess a meter is basically a yard, right? No, the one yeah, you're thinking that's of, how like, I think of. it. Is kilograms to is that kilograms to pounds? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's basically the because the thing, right? Like a liter is defined as one like <laughs> one pound of water.
1: Probably <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember. Well,
2: I, so I think it has something to do with like a, a cubic. Maybe it's like a cubic centimeter.
1: Oh, it's a cubic meter is like a pound of water or, or a kilogram of water. <laughs> I don't think no.
2: that's true. De- wait, definitely not. No, wait, what am I thinking of? <laughs> like, I think of? a cubic meter is a ton of water. Oh. It's, like a, it's,
1: like, a, it's no. like a metric ton. What am I thinking of?
2: Hold on, yeah. Wow. To we'll a thousand kilograms, but hold on. Maybe one
0: liter is one kilogram. Cubic beer of water, but there, there, it, it definitely—I definitely know what you're talking about. It's definitely
2: maybe it's a thousand liters.
1: A thousand wait, wait, liters is one pound. Like one
2: liter is one kilogram. A thousand liters is equivalent to flushing the toilet more than a hundred times. That's how they actually define it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> more than.
2: <laughs> so, How much? How much water (laughs) do we use flushing out more than a hundred
0: times? Yeah, (laughs) in that um, in that like vault where they keep the uh, V kilogram, um. Because, like, there's that one, I think there's, like, that one weight that is, like, the kilogram, and all other kilograms are measured against it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that same vault where they keep that, they've also got a toilet, and that is <laughs> the toilet.
2: If they flush it more than a hundred times a <laughs> thousand um, Now, I do want to just say that the the concept of having a kilogram, like, just a weight which is the kilogram... Is very charming to me because, like, then that really opens yourself up to like good heist scenarios. Like, if I had my frozen (laughs) day, I would go. I would just. I would take like ten percent off the kilogram.
1: Oh, you get to go all the way to France in one day. I assume that's where they keep all the metric units. (laughs)
2: Actually,
0: that's pretty reasonable. And if you do take that ten percent off, uh, you might be helping out because, as I understand it, the kilogram is getting heavier. Due to some sort of chemical bonding or something that I don't fully understand. Actually, it's probably not even uh, like a chemical level. It's probably some sort of like weird physics thing that I don't understand, but I guess it's getting like imperceptibly heavier. Um, And so there's like a a rush to figure out uh, a way that they can actually define a kilogram which is unchanging or something.
1: I think they Uh, should do it on the blockchain if they (laughs) want to do it right. (laughs)
2: a great point Jonathan yeah, um, yeah the one thing that we haven't really mentioned so far is Jonathan's is actually um, a blockchain engineer
1: <laughs> that is not wow. true by any measure Jonathan actually
2: he is um,
1: uh, Satoshi
2: whatever that guy's name is you think I can make made oh, Bitcoin oh shit right? uh, that's
1: me yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know anything about Bitcoin I don't know anything about the blockchain frankly I just thought it was funny
2: <laughs> yeah, I <am> have <laughs> a brave admission.
1: I saw a a meme on Twitter where they like superimposed Bart Simpson's head on like the Bitcoin price chart yesterday. Um mm-hmm. uh, because it did this weird spike and leveled out and then like immediately went back down and it just kind of looked like Bart Simpson's head.
0: <laughs> yeah, um I, as someone who works with computers, I'm uh I don't often like to admit that I don't understand the blockchain or Bitcoin at all. Um, but the thing is, like... Because, you know, I kind of feel like as someone who, you know, works on computers and gets computers, I should know what it is. But the thing is, it's so dumb. I just have never been interested in looking into
2: it. Well, it's just... It's a distributed ledger, right? It's a distributed ledger. But what is mining, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) Mining? No, no. So mining is, like... Here's the thing, right? So if, if I have a so, distributed ledger, right? Well, so, you know I, I did listen to um, uh, an episode of a
0: different podcast, uh, The Complete Guide to Everything,
2: uh-huh, uh, where they talked about Bitcoin. And, and
0: so they, they did explain to me that mining is you're guessing at answers to a question that you don't know, and sometimes you're verifying transactions, and eventually you, you get a Bitcoin sometimes.
2: <laughs> Well, wow, so here's you, here's
0: you guessed the right answer.
2: <laughs> so here's what it is, right? So if you have a distributed ledger, there's this issue of how do I trust the ledger, right? Because anybody can go on and say, I can say, oh, Ian has a hundred million bitcoins. And I can say that, right? But that's not true necessarily. Um so how do you know who's telling the truth? The heuristic that the blockchain assumes is that the person who does people who do a huge amount of work uh, don't really have this big incentive to lie. Like, if I'm, because, you know, like, if, if I if I say, like, oh, man, I'm going to, you know, I, Ian has $100 million, like, well, do you have all the GPUs necessary to back that up, right? So it's basically just saying, if you do a lot of work, then you're probably not lying about some dumb little transaction or something. Uh, and then the question is, well, how do we get people to do a lot of work? And they do a lot of work by guessing random numbers. And then how do you incentivize people to do a lot of work? And the answer is well, you give them some Bitcoin if they do a lot of work. Mm. This that, makes even less sense to me now. Yeah,
1: every time I hear more about this, it gets gets weirder.
2: No, no, no. It's so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> so the blockchain. So you know how, no, no, I don't want any more. Mining of this. Platinum, right? <laughs> When you're mining platinum, you know how you have to. You got all these all because you know platinum's a really strong catalyst for all sorts of chemical reactions. You know, if you touch platinum, you explode, right? <laughs> That's what the blockchain is. The blockchain is... (laughs) (laughs) No No more. (laughs) I did uncover the picture of Bart Simpson over the blockchain and it is pretty spiky
1: that's everything i know about the bitcoin that's right true. there in that picture <laughs> i
2: would say that's 100 percent factual
1: i assume you guys have a website where you put all the links that you mentioned no <laughs> absolutely <laughs> do not no oh, I mean, we do uh, still own
2: neopets2.com so oh, yeah
0: yeah um we, we do have a website and i do have like show notes but i don't usually put links in there
2: Okay, so John, I'm going to recommend that you start putting... It's not like links to images, because I think that's that's too common. What if you start putting ASCII art uh, that <laughs> demonstrates all the images that we talk about in the show? Uh,
0: yeah, that, that, uh, uh, yes, I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, okay. Ian, the next time that you uh, go to our website, you will see it. Ha,
2: John, I'm going to it right now! <laughs>
0: Oh shit,
2: I was counting on you never going I've just gone to neopets2.com John, this episode's not even up yet (laughs) Oh no! You're slacking Jonathan, what's your favorite shirt?
1: Oh, actually I bought a new shirt yesterday that I really liked I was going to wear it today But I actually wore it all day yesterday And it was really smelly So I took it off and changed it before I came over (laughs) But, yeah, that one. That one's my favorite shirt. like the new shirt's your favorite. <laughs> it's like blue and white stripes. I like that. Why well, haven't
2: you had blue and white stripes before, though, right?
1: Yeah, but this one's, like, new, and... Is it the same I, style, or is it... It's, like, uh, th- like slightly... Th- I'm trying to think of it it's thinner stripes, but, like, more gap between the stripes. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a brighter blue rather than the dark blue.
2: Actually, here's a question for you, Jonathan. Is it a... Is a white striped shirt on a blue background, or is it a blue striped shirt on a white
1: background? I would say definitely or it is, is a it, uh, white striped shirt. Gold and black. Oh yeah, is it, is it blue? <laughs> Wait, is it blue and black or white and gold? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, I
0: mean that was like what the the dress was, but in, with, in your case, since you have like a blue about. and white shirt, yeah, well, is, is it blue and white or uh, black and gold? Well, the shirt
1: I bought is a lovely blue and black dress, mm-hmm. so.
2: Okay. Well oh, it's a dress. <laughs> now I've seen a lot recently about um so this started off I think with tennis balls. It's like, are tennis balls green or are they yellow?
1: Oh I don't even know how to answer that.
2: Yeah. My my thought is green. That's like my my instinctive reaction is that they're green. But they're they're a weird green. Um I don't know, still think they're green though. But I, I also I feel like I saw that in reference to like some guy sitting at a booth.
1: With a little sign on the booth saying, Yo. But <laughs> "Yeah," But I think that's... I don't
2: know that that's where that's... Because that's like
1: a meme image, right? Yeah, the, the, well, the meme was originally Pop-Tarts or ravioli changed my mind.
2: R- that's what it is? That was the, original, the original one. It was oh,
1: Pop-Tarts or ravioli. Well, I hope someone changed his mind because that's clearly false, <laughs> right? Well, it's it's like in the same league as the whole, like, hot dog is a sandwich thing or, like, uh... Y- y- you know what I mean? Like, where you can... You can Say, say like, oh, well, by the definition of ravioli, this kind of sort of fits, but no one really agrees.
2: I mean, John, so I know that you are a, a real and a, a very strong um, sort of linguistic prescriptivist, right? That's sort of <laughs> so how wait, you define it. <laughs> let's think. go
0: back to this Pop Tarts or Ravioli. Mm-hmm. It's like, there is an argument for hot dogs being a sandwich. Pop Tarts are not
1: ravioli, Ravioli well, is a pasta, Pop Tarts are a pastry. Okay here's 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 my perspective there there really isn't a good argument for why a hot dog is a sandwich because really a sandwich is whatever you think that it is right you can't, it's very you, inspirational you, can't you can't look up the definition of sandwich in the dictionary and use oh, that my. to to decide what is and what isn't a sandwich <laughs> what, the definition should be decided by what we feel is and is not a sandwich. You can, I don't look at a hot dog and think, "Oh, that's a sandwich." So the definition of a sandwich should not change my mind. You I, see what I mean? It's I, the same. So you're saying, okay. so you're saying that
2: definitions are descriptive,
1: not proscriptive. Exactly. A definition
2: does not of a okay. word, does not tell you how you should relate to it. They, it is it is a sort of post-hoc explanation for what you think about it, and often an imperfect explanation.
1: Yeah, you yeah, like it says, okay, look look what it says here. An item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them eaten as a light meal. Okay, so like, would... Okay. That,
2: last, that last thing after the paragraph, to me, is very good. Eaten as a light
1: meal. Yeah, that's weird.
2: <laughs> like, I can't have a heavy sandwich. No, like, again, absolutely not. <laughs> that's not... What is it then? What does it
1: become? Like this is a good description of what a sandwich typically is, but Ooh. there are so many things that would fit into this definition that no one would think is a sandwich. Here's
2: the thing, though, John. So I'm looking at the second definition. Now. I don't, I don't, the defini- yeah. the second definition for a sandwich: open sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something resembling or suggesting a sandwich. <laughs> but so that then means would it, a
2: hot dog be an open sandwich? <laughs> Also a great thing about dictionary.com is every word is a hyperlink to their definition of that word. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like.
1: <laughs> but that so the ravioli thing is like okay, sure. So ravioli is is pasta with a filling inside. Okay. But the okay, so pop tarts clearly don't count because that's a pastry. It's not even pasta. Yeah. You're, who would ever call Pop-Tarts ravioli? But that's the main point.
2: Well, but that seems to, like, I don't think that, because I, mean, I think that what you're saying is that, you know, the, the fundamental flaw with the argument of hot dogs are a sandwich is that, you know, they're not. And that people who argue that they are are using an improper form of evidence. That is the dictionary definition of a sandwich. Um, but the Pop-Tart as a ravioli, I think, doesn't, doesn't fall into that because... The person who argues that a pop tart is a ravioli <laughs> isn't using the dictionary definition of a ravioli because, by the dictionary definition, it is clearly not. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what like where he draws his opinions from, but it doesn't to me seem like a close analog to the hot dog controversy.
1: Fair enough. It is just yeah. too absurd to reason about.
2: But you, know, but you know what? I'm 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 you know we're calling his opinion absurd. But are we means? No. So who are we... <laughs> who are we to cast our small opinions against his mimetic majesty? <laughs> Richard Dawkins would argue that he has succeeded from an evolutionary perspective in a way that we can only dream. <laughs> his image is is sort of preserved for all time and cast across thousands and thousands of servers. You know, probably more people know what this ravioli man looks like then you know well certainly more people know what he looks like than know what jesus looks like right
0: and we can take that as evidence that god isn't isn't real we can take that as
2: evidence that god is ravioli change my mind
0: (laughs) richard dawkins is now uh the ravioli god uh leader uh, he, is, he is the first prophet of the Church of the Ravioli God.
1: We've—we've we've literally just reinvented the Flying Spaghetti Monster. You Realize <laughs> that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, was that the joke? And I just Hold took too on, long though. to realize it. So
2: <laughs> to um,
0: it was hard. not the joke. It was sort of uh, tangential to the joke, I guess.
2: On the other hand, though, Jonathan, we were talking about <laughs> ravioli. So spaghetti is pasta made in long, slender, solid strings. Ravioli is hold a up. small pasta envelope containing ground meat, cheese, or cheese Go
1: back to the spaghetti definition.
2: So then, our pop chart spaghetti is. Or Jonathan, <laughs> excuse
0: me. I'm trying to I need to. I need to ask the quest. Need to direct the questions at our guest.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, Dictionary. defines spaghetti as a type of narrow tubing that encases and insulates wire. <laughs> But, oh, wait, that's the second definition.
0: pop tart spaghetti, then? That's
1: I'm going to say definitively no.
0: Uh, people but, are like... Jonathan, really you good already good told spaghetti? me that I can't trust the d- dictionary.com definitions to tell me what foods are and are not.
1: So spaghetti is a wire, and ravioli is a... Jonathan, you already told a... me I
0: can't use the, uh, the definitions.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: shit, look at that. So so I'm looking at the Google Trends for ravioli and spaghetti, <laughs> And they follow a sort of similar, somewhat similar trend in that both of them really see a big spike after the, say, like 1960s or so. But ravioli, so spaghetti also had a bit of a peak in uh, right around 1940. Ravioli really came out of nowhere, though, and just dominated uh, up until right about maybe, what do you say, 1990? Wow,
1: ravioli's on a serious decline. People were uh,
2: searching
0: for ravioli so much on Google back in the 40s.
2: John, that's exactly how Google Trends work. That's also why, when you look at Google Trends, <laughs> often things increase over time because,
0: in general, things
2: in Google, mm-hmm. which I think is a shame. <laughs> Come at me, Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's something they actually don't want you to know: is that it's 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 you know people talk about Facebook and Google; they're all the same. They're all bits and bytes being streamed into your ears. <laughs> not like the ASMR Quest podcast. What about no Instagram? Exists. Instagram. I think Elon Musk owns that, maybe. I don't know. I'm <laughs> pretty sure the Zuck owns that one. Oh, fuck, Zuck. <laughs> he's got his fingers in too many... He's got too many fingers. There's either too many fingers on the Zuck, or there's not enough pies. Is my <laughs> overall thinking on this issue. <laughs> So, Jonathan, I got—I've got sort of one final question for you.
1: Alrighty. To um, be. What question do you wish that we had asked you? Hmm. Well, I was really expecting. Uh, okay. Well, actually, two things. First of all, there was something else I was mad about in the last episode that I don't mm-hmm. remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that <laughs> one, but I don't remember what it was. I also was definitely expecting to be asked about my ASMR video. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, Jonathan, you are an ASMR artist. Uh,
1: yes. Jonathan, uh, if you want us ASMR. to talk to you
0: about ASMR, you are going to have to guess on our other podcast ASMR. <laughs> oh, darn it! Oh no. Uh, so I, I have one last question for you, Jonathan. Um, do you love me?
1: Oh man! Uh... <laughs> I, mean, I,
0: I just would like to clarify. I mean. Uh, no assertions as to whether or not I loved you. Just want to know if you love me.
1: I love everybody.
2: Yeah, if you me. love everyone? Do you love Hitler, John? <laughs> dang it!
1: <laughs> I love. Uh, I love this podcast. We'll go with that one. Okay. I I can't right, well, commit to anyone because I'm in a domestic partnership with Ian right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are hosting the Property
1: Brothers.
0: <laughs> so you, you, so you guys are currently roommates, but also going to be roommates again no, next we're year.
1: We're actually in a not location. roommates at the moment.
2: No, I'm, I'm, okay. We're sharing a room, so in that sense, we are roommates for this moment. No, we okay. we
1: decide that's called domicile partnership. Called domicile partnership.
0: Okay, so your domestic partnership is does not involve you residing in the same location.
2: Well, it's a Facebook only thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you know, some people are are Facebook official. Um, we are Facebook exclusive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but next year you'll be domestic partners in real life mm-hmm. okay, all right that I was a little confused uh, by that. Uh, I don't know that that was that interesting, but I needed to clear it up for my own personal benefit.
2: okay, well that's good.
0: um all right, well, I guess uh we're it sounds like we're wrapping up. um Jonathan, do you have anything you'd like to plug before we go? um
1: hmm, okay, so so okay, Ian plugged the book that I didn't write for me. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna plug the the actual Strouds namesake. You should check out uh, stroudslinens.com. dot <laughs> com. It is uh, a website where you can buy fine, uh, luxury bed and bath linens. And uh, I'm I, I I guess I'm related to the people who own this website. He
2: is the heir to the Strouds we- Lane fortune.
0: Now, when you say you guess you're related, is that because you've heard that you're related and you've never met these people, or are you just being non-committal?
1: No, I'm definitely related. I just uh, didn't want to... uh... Well, I mean, did you ever have, like, a paternity test? (laughs) That's true. I don't (laughs) know for sure. (laughs) Wait, wait, Ian, check real quick. It's stroudslinens.com, right? Okay, hold on. I can't remember. It was briefly stroudsluxurylinens.com. Oh. I believe it is. No, that's not how you spell linens. Fuck. You guys got an extra E. Linens. (laughs) There we go. No, no. The wrong E. It's tough.
2: It's tough to spell these things. Yes, I highly recommend you check
1: out stroudslinens.com. I currently have. Some wonderful Strouds Linden sheets and a Strouds Linden bath mat. And these, they have these oversized towels that are like the size of blankets.
2: That's too big for a towel,
1: John. It it's definitely too big, so don't get those ones. Get the <laughs> small ones. I trip over them when I walk out of the bathroom. But it's nice having like a novelty oversized t- uh, towel in case you have like, a really you know, Michael cast. Jordan come to visit or something.
0: <laughs> um,. And, uh, I'd just like to to plug our other podcast, ASMR Quest, the world's number one podcast about ASMR. Uh, Ian, you know, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: I'd like to plug my new book. It's called The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to get a copy, you should email me. It only costs, um, well, i got to check what the Amazon price is. <laughs> Selfish. It only costs whatever that's going to be, like, plus ten bucks or something. Um...
1: Oh my gosh. Oh God! This is actually
2: kind of expensive. Oh, really. So eight new from twenty nine. You can
1: get an ebook for eight bucks.
2: I get a collectible version for only ten eighty seven.
1: Signed by Ian Fox.
2: Signed by Ian Fox. It's true.
1: So for only eighty seven ten,
2: you can get a collectible edition of my book, Richard Dawkins: The Selfish Gene.
0: Perfect. All right. <laughs> well, uh, Jonathan, thank you very much for being our guest this week. Uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in, and uh, listeners. Who are you? That's a nice deep
2: question to leave you with there, listeners. Oh, well, that's, that's exciting. A
1: note? Thank you for having me, you guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you should be thankful. <laughs> <laughs>